0: Back everybody, I'm Nick Bradley, the Detroiter, your host, Motor City Motorsports. Listen, Sunday's coming. (laughs) Do you believe that Sunday is right around the fucking corner? You thought Christmas was around the corner. We got a football game. It's going to be the Lions. It's going to be the Vikings. Um, It's going to be in the heart of the United States of America. It's going to be in the Motor City, Detroit, Michigan, at Ford Field. It's going to be, I don't know, 50-something-odd thousand. Fucking passionate, red-hot, Honolulu blue-drinking people with their hair on fire and their guts fucking sounding like a bugle horn. We've got a special day coming up. Sunday's going to be a special day as a Lions fan. I'm telling you, (laughs) I know what you're thinking. And quit it. You know what? Quit it. You. Quit it now. I know what you're thinking. Look at this fucking clown. Getting excited again. He already forgot what happened on Thanksgiving. He's already forgotten about the legacy of the Detroit Lions. Look at this fucking clown. I, I know that's what you're doing. And I need you to quit it. We've got to believe. Listen to me. Listen to me now. If we were sitting across the table from each other, I'd ask you to grab my hand. You've got to believe. We have got to believe. It's the Detroit Lions. If you don't have belief, if if we don't have belief, we don't have shit in this world. What are we even doing? Showing up. Every single goddamn Sunday in the fall. If we aren't going to believe a little bit, if we aren't going to believe when the river is raging and it's all coming to a head and you know what? We're going off the end of the waterfall because you don't have a choice. If we're not going to believe in moments like this, games like we got Sunday against the Vikings, if we're not going to believe now, when are we going to believe? Because listen to me, the most pessimistic you could be, one day we're all going to believe. One day we're believing it's going to happen eventually. Why not have it be Sunday? We don't have the expectation. That's the thing. Everybody out there who's going, don't get your hopes up. We don't. What? we What? We're not going to make the playoffs right now. I just want to see some shit happen. I'm like the Joker, except if every hospital, the Joker bomb that somehow meant the Detroit Lions win a football game. That's me. That's my multiverse version of the Joker. Speaking of multiverse, that's why I said it. I just watched Everywhere Everything all at once um, two nights ago. That's one of the best movies I think I've ever seen. I didn't know if it was recency bias, but that that's for sure the best movie I've seen since 2019. That I legitimately think is one of the best movies I've ever seen. It's a film. How dare I say movie? It's a film. It's a masterpiece. Highly recommend it. But I'd be the Joker who's blowing up hospitals in order for the lines to get wins. That's me. If Heath Heath Ledger can't do it and and they make another one, God rest his soul, tap me in and we're going to implicate sports into the next one. I'll work with Nolan. I have no problem with that. But if we aren't going to believe now, when are we? It doesn't matter. That, oh, this always happens. You're getting your hopes up. They're going to lose. You know what, dude? If they lose, all right, cool. I'm in the same spot. I'm in the same spot. If we win, that's the fucked up thing about this. I, I was saying this on Wednesday's episode. That's what's fucked up, and I don't know what it means about us, about you and me. I don't know what it means about like just football's popularity in America, um, just the state of Detroit sports over the last seven years or so. This this game, we win. We beat the NFC North leading Minnesota Vikings, 10-2 and two Minnesota Vikings. We don't take the lead in the North. It doesn't bring us within a game or two games of the lead in the North. Um, we don't even jump into a wild card spot. It's just we're six and seven. That's where we're at. So the people who want to go, I don't know why you're getting so excited. You're just going to let yourself down. I, what do you mean? Let myself down to what? Still missing the playoffs? We're five and seven right now. How down can you be you like? how down if if it was the roles were reversed or let's say so the vikings are 10 and 2 let's say we were 8 and 4 or 9 and 3 okay yes and i i have the same feelings the lions are hot it's us we're at ford field this team's winning this fucking game i still felt the way i'd feel and they lose that game okay then there's like fuck then there's a major letdown then it's like god damn it because not only is it all true what i've said already it feels like things are going the lines way we've got momentum this feels like the time much like the buffalo game did which obviously that didn't get it done but this feels like the time where dan campbell the dan campbell era detroit Lions. we announce ourselves you guys watched hard knocks fucking here we are you better watch out next year it feels like that kind of game and then you compound that with oh and if we win it we're about we're going to be in the playoffs about we're going to be leading the NFC north we'll be in a position to host a playoff game in detroit for the first time since i believe 1991 a, a football game i should say the first home detroit lions playoff game in 31 years F- 31 years in 31 years there hasn't been a home game here that's on the line yeah Yeah, I'd be fucking devastated. I wouldn't leave my bed for a week. Yes. Then I could say, you know, I'd still get excited. I'd still be hopeful. That's just how I'm going to play it. But then I'd go, fair enough. I get why you don't want to be hopeful. Because you don't want a wooden stake fucking jammed through the thing that pumps blood throughout your body. I would understand then, But that's not part of the deal. We're not there. I'm really excited and I really want to win. And I do think the Lions will win. It feels, I said it against Buffalo. And I think we were a little more undermanned and a little more underdog-ish, if that makes sense, against Buffalo. I know Josh Allen was banged up, but still, that game, it was a special one. It was the same deal, like I'm talking about. Like, we announced ourselves. That one was sick because it was Thanksgiving. This one won't be the only football game on in America, unfortunately. But that game felt similar, but it did feel like maybe the Lions weren't there just yet going into that one. Minnesota, like we bounce back after Buffalo and we fucking smash the Jaguars. It's not we bounce back and barely we bounce back and destroy these guys. Yeah, I want Minnesota, and we've already played Minnesota once. Again, I said this Wednesday, we were right there with Minnesota. We probably should have won the game. If it wasn't for shit-kicking and questionable coaching down the stretch, we win that game. We should have won that game, and if, you know, we win that game, maybe we aren't 1-6 and through the first seven. Maybe a little momentum builds a little bit sooner. Maybe this game does actually mean something that has to do with the playoffs. You never know, but we have that pre-existing confidence, a little bit at least. Like you have to feel pretty good if you're the Lions going in. You you have to feel as good as you can going into a ten and two going to play a ten and two team. There it is. You you. I don't know how you could feel better as the Lions and the fan base has rallied. You feel it, internet. I'm sure. I'm so fucking pissed I'm not in Detroit, and I'm praying these guys keep this thing going until I get home in two weeks for Christmas. But you, I'm sure, can feel it in the streets. You go out and you get your breakfast sandwich. I guarantee you see people rocking Lion shit. I guarantee you hear people talking about the game on Sunday. I am sure there's a palpable buzz because in California, I can feel that there's a buzz about the Lions. One of these times the lions and specifically this regime that we've all gotten so excited about one of these times they have to rise up. They will rise up. It, it statistically just, I don't even know storybook. Ali. I don't, what's the word for something that you would write in a book? Um, novel-esque, novel novelesque novel-esque. I don't even anyways, both statistically and just the way the world works, kind of thing. The Lions gotta get the Cubs won. The Cubs fucking won. the lot. One of these days, the Lions have to rise up and win a game like this on Sunday. And it's not something crazy. It's not a playoff game. It's not the NFC Championship. It's not a game that you need to stay in the like. I mean, yeah, you. I guess you kind of needed to stay in the playoff race, but it's not one where the pressure's on. Everybody's been waiting for this moment. Don't blow it. It's not a everybody's been waiting for this moment game. The first time we make the wild card with this regime, the first time we host the playoff game, whatever, those will be everybody's wait, been waiting for this game. This is, a, you know, you're supposed to lose. The records would suggest that you would lose. The way the season's going, you two are in very different places, but you probably feel the same. The mentality in each locker room is probably very similar. Fucking, we're win- We are the better team. We're going to win. We are going to make the play. Like, the Lions are feeling great. I don't know if people understand that. Because all the people out there who are poo-pooing it, do you realize just the positive juju that's in that locker room? Like, that Buffalo loss, and this is fucking spin zone, dude. Welcome to the nebular tubular, dude. This is spin zone. That Buffalo loss may have helped. (laughs) Is that spin zone or is that God's given? I mean, you lose the Buffalo. Things are going pretty well going into Buffalo. We are flying high. At that point, it's the most positive the Juju's been in a Lions locker room in years. Thanksgiving fucking packed. The Bills, another team, and it's not like these are just any teams. The Jaguars were any team. Even the Giants, they're a playoff team, but they kind of felt like, eh, whatever. The Bills, it's like they're a marquee squad. They're a team people are fucking talking about winning the whole thing. It's not just they're pretty. These guys are talking about winning the entire fucking thing. You know they got guys. You know what they're about to do. You know they're making the playoffs, and you know they're going to be a problem for whoever has to see them. And they got the target on their back and we're, fu- give me the bow. We want the fucking bow. Let me pull that string and load this arrow and send one through this guy's cervical. Is that a word? Cervix. That's on females. Cervical vertebrae? Is that a spine? Cervical I don't know. I don't know what I'm thinking of. A part of the back, I feel like that's a back thing, right? That's what I was going for at least. But the Lions want it. We got that energy about us. Like we want the smoke. It's not, yeah, well, we got to play Minnesota this week. No, dude, Minnesota's got to play us. Minnesota's got to play us. We don't, it's not, oh, we got Minnesota. The Minnesota Vikings are like, fuck. That's what they're saying right now. They're whispering on, good practice, everybody. Good shit, guys. Yes, sir. Let's get ready for Detroit. And they're walking back to their lockers going, God. damn it, dude. Can't play Green Bay. Got to play fucking Detroit, man. Come on, dog. Like, that. people know. People who are paying attention know. You damn well know if you're in the division. We're a hot team. We're a scary fucking team right now. The shellacking we put on Jacksonville, dude, that's the most dominant football game I've seen the Lions play maybe in my life, honest to God, in every phase of the game. Special teams was awesome. Golf, great. Offensive line. Literally every single phase, every single position group was awesome. And we kicked the fuck out of the Jags for four quarters. They are 4 and 7 too. It was 4 and 7 against 4 and 7 and we beat the life out of them. 40 to 16. They were they didn't belong on the same field as us, dude. We made them look disinterested by the third quarter. They didn't want Trevor Lawrence was having a miserable fucking time. That was the worst day of Trevor Lawrence's life, bro. Trevor Lawrence was like, I grew up in South Carolina or wherever it was. I played football at Clemson. I play football now for the Jaguars like I don't know shit about the Detroit Lions. All I do know is they lose all the time. This will be a fun day. That was the worst day of Trevor Lawrence's life, brother. Trevor Lawrence on the off night takes a little too much melatonin. This guy's having cold sweats about James Houston pulling a fucking Euro step and dipping and getting to him. This guy has heat flashes. Heat flashes he has. You believe that? An NFL quarterback about Aiden Hutchinson coming at his ass and not getting triple teamed. I mean, that was the worst day of Lawrence's life. They didn't belong there. It's almost like when we lost to Buffalo, again, I know the spin zone and it's kind of funny, but um, obviously I preferred we beat Buffalo. I would have rather had won that game. <laughs> I don't want that kid to get lost, but you lose the Buffalo and it's almost like these guys got more fired up. These guys were looking around and go, all right, I know what they're gonna fucking say. I know what they're about to say. Taylor Decker fucking um, he said something about it. He acknowledged it. I think it was in a, either post game presser or maybe, no, it had to be because it was emotional. He goes, "This, these aren't the same old fucking lions." Yeah, I think it was Taylor Decker's post game presser. These aren't the same old fucking lions. The fuck you think they were talking about in that locker room? I know what they're going to say, that's what Dan Campbell, every single dude, anyone who's been here more than a year or two years, certainly more than two, like a guy like Taylor Decker, Decker who's been here for a minute, who sometimes has played on teams with some expectations, he was here when Stafford was, he's seen the high, I mean, the relative highs, he's seen the lows, he was pissed. These aren't the same old fucking lines. How mad were they walking off that field and how fucking dialed must have they been walking into Jacksonville? You don't Taylor Decker walking into Jacksonville was like, I'm gonna kill a man today. I don't even care about the football game. I'm gonna end somebody who tries to touch my quarterback. I'm gonna dig a fucking hole in the turf and bury this dude by halftime. That was the attitude walking out of that Buffalo game. And you know, I'd be willing to wager. Taylor Decker probably wasn't the only one feeling like that. Jared Goff, he saw the shit. He saw people talking about the throw at the end. He saw people saying, "Yeah, it's just Jared Goff just can't get you those." He saw people talking. Shit and he, you know what? You know what's great about athletes is as much shit as they get talked on by pundits and people like me. These guys know they're sick, and uh, you know, like the good ones, like Baker Mayfield, coming into the day. He got ran out of Carolina. Brutal. I'm doing this Thursday night, by the way. Brutal year there. He kind of fell off with the Browns. The Rams pick him up this week. He goes in game-winning drive with like nine seconds left. The Rams win. Baker Mayfield has seen everybody in their fucking mudda talk shit about him. And he went in the sofa tonight with the mindset of, I'm nasty, dude. Baker Mayfield isn't walking around like, fuck, Stephen A. Smith said I suck. God damn it. I'm going to play like shit tonight. Stephen A and Skip, they don't like me. I'm going to play terribly. Baker Mayfield is walking around going, I'm a fucking killer. And when you give him a reason to be a little extra, more extra focused, a little more motivated, maybe research a little more film, just mentally like fewer distractions in the week, whatever the case may be, you give him a little bit of ammunition, he comes into SoFi like a killer. Not like a wet sponge, dude. He's in that bitch like a fucking assassin. Guys in Allen Park are no different. A guy like Jared Goff, he's the number one pick. He knows that he's been nice this year. Anybody who's ever watched football before, if you've watched football for like three seasons or more, if you're over the age of 15, 16, Jared Goff has been very good this year. And off the top of my head, I don't know any of his stats. I don't know his yards or his touchdowns or intercept touchdown-interception ratio. I don't know where any of that stacks up. All I know is from watching Jared Goff with my eyeballs every Sunday, the dude has been very good. He's not one of the best quarterbacks in the league, no. Would I have a ton of faith in him facing off against a Pat Mahomes or like we just saw Josh Allen? No. He's been fucking Good, though. He has. He came out, delivered. The defense has seen us do nothing but talk shit, at least to start the season. Aiden Hutchinson's been talked on. Guys like James Houston, they know they got a chance to play here. They want to take advantage of every chance they get, and they do. What if that Buffalo loss – lit a fire under this team's ass that, dare I say, propels them to a wild card. I don't know. I don't know. Dan Campbell, coaching staff, all of those people, that sentiment is the same for all of them. They've seen the fucking doubters, and the whole entire time they were staying the course. Do you know how satisfying, and do you know kind of like the release of energy that's created when those guys are telling the world, we're not crazy, you are world. They did it for weeks and then it finally worked and then they finally won a couple and then they won three out of four and now they've won four out of five. And at this point, they're all feeling so that anybody who's played for the Detroit Lions before Dan Campbell, anything, this is the best they've felt in their Lions career. Any of those players and definitely all of those coaches, this is the best they've ever felt. They wanted a little bit more. They fucking wanted it and then they won one, and then they won two, and then they went to play Buffalo, and they wanted, they wanted Buffalo. They wanted Buffalo. They didn't get Buffalo. They want, they were going to make sure they took Jacksonville, and they want Minnesota. I know Minnesota's good. We'll talk about them after the break, but I'm just saying, I understand. The, historically, the Lions suck. How could you get excited? All right. I'm not going to. I mean, it's impossible to argue with you. Yes, the Lions do suck historically. All I know is and all I care about is this year and this team and this season. I can feel the way it's going. You can feel whether you want to believe in the Lions or not, however you feel. You're a liar if you're not saying you can feel something. Maybe you're not part of it, but you know something's happening amongst the fans a little buzz around the team maybe you're not partaking you're not perpetuating you're aware because it's impossible not to be when there's a feeling like that when a pe- group of people are trying to do anything let alone something like football when that's when that's going on there's that energy in the air People are feeling that way about themselves. Like, I fucking told you so, and and watch this. Like, when people got that whole thing going on, they become a determined bunch. And determined people make shit happen. Sometimes it's not likely. Sometimes it's not the best plan. Does it look like it's going to work? Determined people make shit happen by all means necessary. And we have a determined football team. Let me take a quick break. And on the flip side, we'll talk about the game itself. We'll talk about Kirk Cousins. We'll talk about the Minnesota run game. We'll talk about their defense. And we'll talk about the lines and how we stack up. I feel good. I'm very, very, very excited for the game Sunday. Quick break. Before I uh, get into the game, I know I said I was going to do the Michigan State, just the state of the state, really dive into the football program today. I don't know. I'm I'm buzzing on the lines, to be honest. We could talk a little bit Red Wings. They got smashed by Florida tonight, five one. We talked about their win against Tampa in last or the last episode. And I don't know. Pistons aren't really doing it for me. I know Killian's been good. Shout out Killian Hayes. Shout out to him. Made a video. Shout out. To Killian, be patient with these young guys when they're 19, 2021 20, Let's give them a little bit of time. Let's see if they can't figure it out before we want to ship them off to whoever for them to become an all-star. Let's give it a little bit of time. It's the Detroit fucking pistons, dude. We're the worst team in the NBA again. Like, we don't, there's not anywhere we need to be. That's the one thing I, I haven't understood. I know Killian up until the last like month or so has been disappointing as a piston. My question with it has always been: the people who want to ship them out is like, what's th- why exactly? You know, why exactly? He's not, if his contract's coming up, he's not about to demand a ton of money. Why exactly? You know what I mean? Why? Like, where, why do we need to get rid of Killian Hayes? Like, he's making us bad. We aren't good enough. He's not good enough. What? We're the fucking worst team in the league. Again, what do you mean he's not good enough? Anybody with a warm body is good enough. You literally can't get worse. What? What are we going to do with Killian? Go trade him for, what, second round pick? (laughs) Look, <laughs> that's the one thing I haven't understood about it. Our whole thing right now is patience and time. Cade's hurt. Ivy's a rookie. Duren's a rookie. Sadiq's still young. Like, all the, everything we're doing is like, yeah, we're pretty much just, I don't know, like waiting here for these rookies to get older and then maybe add another rookie. And then uh, yeah, we're just waiting, waiting for them to get older. When that's like the the franchise's game plan or the, you know, next next two, three year. Plan. Why do we need to get rid of the 20 year old point guard who was hurt for majority of his rookie year and has kind of struggled since? Like, why do we need to get rid of him? Can't just let him, you know, at least give it a little bit. We've got nowhere to be. We've got nowhere to be. When we're talking about making playoffs and winning series, then, all right, can Killian, is he weighing us down? Then we can talk about it. In the meantime, where do we, where, do we, where, where are we going? And why can't Killian come? What, he can't be on the fourth worst team in the NBA? He's not good enough. Ah, I don't buy that. So it's good to see he's been balling. he would be a cool story. High draft pick. French. That's pretty much it. (laughs) That's about it. Uh, It would be cool, though, if he was good for the Stones. But anyways, I'll do the MSU football dive in, I don't know, next week maybe. It's hard to say. I'm anticipating something Eventually here, right? Like Michigan, we're holding off until New Year's Eve. They don't play again for a minute, so we won't be talking about them much. I guess college basketball's going on. Michigan State hoops. They just won one big win against Penn State. Fucking needed it. Michigan just won tonight, their first Big Ten win. I don't know who they played. So that's a good start for U of M. It's still early in the college hoop season, right? I still haven't gotten all the way there. It's tough with football, but I'm trying to figure the right time. I will I will do the state dive before Christmas. I will do it before Christmas. I might end up just doing a three-episode week, maybe, just the two regulars talking about everything, and then one special episode where we just dive into the state of the state is what I'm going to call it. So I might just do that. But anyways, obviously, it's not the podcast you're listening to today. Um, As far as this football game is concerned, I understand, like, aside from the historical aspect and just the reputational aspect, that the Lions are underdogs. I understand that the reason Minnesota is 10-2 and two is because they're good. I, I know that. I know we're not playing the Jaguars. I, I realize my thing is just I don't think we're bad. Like, I think we're pretty good, actually. At least in the last month and a half, I think we're pretty good. I really do. Our defense is good. We get after the quarterback. We stop the run pretty well. The secondary's pretty good. Like, the secondary for not really drafting anybody – I guess Kirby Joseph has been a welcome addition if he coming back. It's like we drafted him because he barely played last year, but the secondary has been pretty good. Rodrigo has been a great addition. He's been awesome. Anzalone. I don't love him, but you know, he hasn't gotten hurt. Right. So that's a good, that's a good thing. And the offense, the offensive line, the run game, like everything. I think we're just pretty good. I really do. And it's a shame. I made a video the other day, like, it's a shame we started off one and six because had we not, how wouldn't we be talking about the playoffs right now? So while I understand Minnesota is good, I just think the Lions are pretty good. Like all of the momentum and just positive vibes and let's believe bullshit aside, I do just think we're a good team. Now, Dalvin Cook, their run game, it's a fucking problem. Everybody knows this. And that's the reason Kirk eats. They run the play-action game. He's excellent at it. They've got a couple weapons. Obviously, Jay Jetta. I I love the gritty, dude. I really love the gritty, and it sucks that I'm going to have to root against it on Sunday. Every time Jay Jetta comes on the TV, on Red Zone or whatever, I'm gritty. Please, gritty. I'm just waiting for the gritty. I'm like a Fortnite kid, dude. It's the fucking best. It's clean. Nobody hits it like Jalen Hurts and uh, Jay Jetta. Nobody. Jamar's got a nice one, but nobody hit it hits a like though too. Justin Jefferson's in the purple paint. Yeah, brother. Let's fucking, Hey, Hey, let's gritty. And I can't do it. I got to deprive myself this week. It's a shame. It's like, it's like, uh, I don't know, like a porn addict depriving himself of porn. Cause his daughter's the actress, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> fucking dark analogy, but I think it's true. I think it's true. Like I love the gritty dude. I really want to see it. I just, not this week. I don't, I sure. Yeah. Next week, let's fucking do it. Not this week though. (laughs) I don't know if that analogy was right or not. I'm just, you know, sitting alone on my couch. We're just shooting the shit. Um, This next part's a little, I don't know if it's controversial is the right word, but I don't think it's a hot take because I do think a lot of people believe it and a lot of people say it. I just think it's a little bit of me. I'm embarrassed to be doing it. I'm not sure that I'm super afraid of Kirk Cousins. I, yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure that I am. And it pains me to say it. Obviously, the great years he had at Michigan State I really was kind of the beginning of the, the D'Antonio era. Beginning of creating... What MSU is him and I guess Hoyer. I don't even. Holland boy. Shout out Brent. And I just don't think he's great. The quarterback of a 10 and two team. He's won playoff games. Got fucking paid. This guy represents Michigan state so well. Eh, Not super afraid. Not really super nervous about Kirk Cousins. Now, am I get sitting here going, "We're about to fucking run this kid's pockets?" No, no, I'm not going. Yeah, we're gonna have a field day. Their quarterbacks, thanks by no means. Kirk is Kirk is very solid. Kirk is a good quarterback. What am I saying? Kirk is a good quarterback. He's just not the type of guy that puts the fear of God into me. I think that's fair to say. Kirk is a good quarterback, and Minnesota is a good team. Kirk Cousins just isn't a guy where I'm like, fuck, it's going to be tough with that guy on their team. It's going to be tough to win. I'm not super worried about beating a team with Kirk Cousins. I'm more worried about the team. I'm more worried about us stopping the run game. I'm more worried about our uh, offensive line and our run game being able to carry on the way it has been against their defense. Like I'm worried about the team and Listen, if you fuck up, like if our second there we blow a coverage or people trip or whatever it is, Kirk Cousins will exploit you. Like if we're showing coverages too early or, I don't know, we're in, in pass-oriented defense when we should be trying to stop the run and Kirk sees that, we're, well, he'll exploit you. He'll make the throws. He'll change the play. He knows what the fuck is going on. But when it's power on power or strength on strength, it's third and nine. We're going to rush four. We know they're fucking passing. We're going to let James Houston, Pascal, Aline McNeil and Hutch just get the fuck after Kirk. I'm not super nervous. I'm not. I'm nervous about Justin Jefferson putting the move on somebody and him being wide open or him having a stat. I, he doesn't even need to be wide open. I'm nervous about him getting open and then Kirk obviously looking at Justin Jefferson and delivering the ball. But I'm not super nervous about Kirk like making a crazy play. I think that's fair to say. I'm not super nervous about that. It's not the Josh Allen thing where it looks like you got him but you don't. And it never really feels like you got him because it's he's Josh Allen. I think the Lions are capable of winning this game, man, and it's it's something that we talked about. I remember talking about it a lot last year with Michigan. Where it was like, "Guys, if they if they run the ball, and they stop the run, they always win. Because they were a little more similar. Like, they didn't allow J.J. or the quarterback position to play as much of a part. Like, J.J. runs it a bunch. A lot of passing downs, J.J. scrambles around and makes shit happen. Obviously, I know, their offense was super prolific last year with Cade. But still, they weren't – like, the quarterback position was much more traditional on that team than it is now with J.J. McCarthy. But I think this game comes down to who runs the ball better despite now idiotic fucking timeout use aside right turnovers will sway the game like if we run the ball better but if we fumble twice and Jared Goff throws a pick we're probably going to fucking lose like those things aside everything equal i think it comes down to who runs the ball because i don't think our offense i know I know our offense isn't what it is if we can't run it and then use that to get into the play action. I know we're not as dangerous when that cannot be achieved. And same goes for them. I know Kirk's not as effective if Dalvin Cook isn't kind of steaming you a little bit. I know that. And I like our front. And they like theirs. Like, it's going to be strength on strength. We are very similar football teams. At least our offenses and our defenses. I mean, the way... The way we look to stop you. And I think probably true for most defenses. You look to stop the run and then we'll get after you. I think maybe I favor our pass rush. Our pass rush has come a long way, dude. A long way in the last month. Aiden Hutchinson, that Jaguars game, go back, watch the tape. This guy got doubled or tripled seemingly every single play. James Houston, Zach Pascal, and you send one guy from the second level. Like we get after the QB and they NFL guys and Trevor Lawrence. He did, a few, he did it a few times, too, where they're going to stand in, they're going to take the pressure, and they're going to eat one, and they will deliver a fucking strike, and it'll be a first down anyway. Yeah, NFL QBs will make that happen. They will. Kirk doesn't have that arm strength. Kirk doesn't have the mobility of Trevor Lawrence. Both true. But Kirk's still an NFL quarterback, a good NFL quarterback. He'll burn us a couple times. We'll blitz, and he'll stand in and make a throw and take a hit. He'll do it. All good NFL QBs will. But I think we'll do that to him. More than they do it to Jared Goff. Our offensive line is humming, and I know Minnesota's defense is solid. I know they've got a solid front. I like our offensive line against anybody. That's how that's how solid I think our guys up front are. And listen, I do think we have good weapons, and we've already mentioned how Goff's playing well in the second and the run game and this and that. But dude, when you have a good offensive line, it's it's fucking tough to be bad. It really is tough to be bad. I said it last year. And this team, they were bad. (laughs) They were really fucking bad. They were second worst team in the league levels of bad. But we started to figure it out in the second half of the season, right? Second half or last eight games, we had three wins. That's not terrible. Three wins in eight games. It just so happens we lost the first eight in a row, which sucks, or nine. That's not great. You know, that's not great. But they started to figure it out. It's It's very tough to be bad when you have a dominant offensive line. And that's true no matter who runs the ball, no matter who throws the ball, no matter who catches it. And when you have an offensive line like that, obviously you play weaker fronts, you're going to have more success, but they're good enough where they get it done against the good fronts too. They run the ball on the good defenses too. They pass block on the good pass rushers too. Yeah, they'll give up a sack or two. Like, yes, it's harder. You may have to make a couple more plays, but they are going to give you more than enough of a chance to win a football game if you're the quarterback, if you're the running back, et cetera. I like our offensive line, and I like our defensive line. Brad Holmes and Dan Campbell said that shit right when they got to Detroit, and it's been a theme of Dan Campbell's entire tenure. We heard about it on Hard Knocks. Brad Holmes, Dan Campbell, they say it in the drafts. They say it in the interviews. They want to win football games at the point of attack, at the line of scrimmage, on both sides of the ball. Brad Brad Holmes has had two drafts now. He's made a couple moves, picked some guys up in free agency, but hasn't done anything crazy, hasn't made a trade other than giving Stafford to the Rams, which is unbelievable, right? Sucks that they won tonight. We're about to give this guy another one with more pecs, another draft with more pecs. And he's got a ton of fucking money to play around with. They say, you know what? Goff's our quarterback next year. He's got a fuck ton of money to go out and get whatever he wants. I don't even know what we'll really need. He can go out and get another pass rusher. He can go out and buff up the offensive line with a little depth. He can go out and get a stud wide receiver. Not that we need one. He can go out and get a eh, running back. I wouldn't advise, but he can go out and get a linebacker. He can go get a corner. Like, dude, he can go get pretty much whatever the fuck he wants this offseason. And we've got six more picks in the top 65. Those are six dudes. Listen, those are six dudes that are going to come in day one and compete to start, no matter what position they're at. They are going to give whoever was the starter last year a run for their fucking money. And if they, someone gets hurt and they got to play as the backup, we're going to be in good fucking hands, dude. Six guys in the top 65. Those are six dudes who could play, ideally. And according to Brad Holmes' track record, those are going to be six guys who can play right away. And then the money. And we're already winning games at the line of scrimmage. It's year two of these guys. And they've already, to a point, achieved what they said they wanted to do. Achieved what they said was their keystone to a winning football team. You win the offensive line and you win the defensive line. Plain and simple. They've got guys like James Houston in the sixth round coming in and out of the fucking clouds making plays, sacking Josh Allen, getting the Trevor Lawrence, putting doing moves like little hesitation euro steps that are getting them viral on Twitter. Like Sixth round pick, Aiden Hutchinson, the second overall pick. The guy's getting triple teamed every time they drop back the pass. Your second round pick demands three offensive players every play. That's unfair. That's unfair. And Brad Holmes nailed it, dude. We got one guy who commands three every pass play that makes our defense unfair. Malcolm Rodriguez. He's a fifth rounder. This guy's a starting linebacker, one of the better players on the defense. Kirby Joseph, third rounder, has been a stud in the secondary. Like, those are the rookies we already got going. And we already. Do pretty well, at least, and I'm, you know, I know the first seven weeks were bad. I'm talking about these last four or five. We do well at the line of scrimmage on defense already. Our offensive line already does well at the line of scrimmage. They're about to draft more of them. They're about to add some in free agency. Like, we already do well at both. And he's going to get another year to fucking perfect it? i know this doesn't have much to do with the minnesota game but i got going on a tangent like we are in a nice spot if the Lions were to lose like i i don't see a world in which this isn't a very close game i don't think we'll steamroll minnesota they're too good um but i don't think they are going to be able to do that to us either we're going to come out fired the fuck up. And I think a lot of people would say, I don't know, this is, might be a letdown game. Like, you had the emotional one against Buffalo. You bounce back and smash Jacksonville. Maybe this is the one where it's like, actually, Detroit, you're not that great. Like, I think I can understand that. Like, I think, May, all right, fine. Like, I understand that way of thinking. But I think that Buffalo loss, like, amped us up. I think now whatever we were for Buffalo, now we're that plus 10%. Everybody was focused. Everybody wanted that fucking game so bad. And I think we're there except just a little bit more now. Because we lost that game, and even though it might be a letdown spot, I think we're a little bit more because everybody wants to prove they were right. Everybody associated with the Lions. And they know they're capable of it. This isn't just a game. Because we lost that Buffalo game, this is a game. This is a statement game. This is a game where now, because you win against Buffalo coming into this game, it's like all right, all right you know, we're gonna probably afford to drop one. That's the mindset. That would be like the narrative coming in. We lost that game to Buffalo. Yeah, well, we can't really afford to lose again, and we don't give a fuck anyways because we're gonna beat these guys. Oh, same old lines. They wanted to say all that shit after the Buffalo game. Let's see what they say after Minnesota. Like. I have to believe that that's the mindset. And I know we've got the ability, the talent to get it done at all of the critical spots. Dan Campbell's cleaned it up. He's been much better coaching, game managing. Ben Johnson's been great. Aaron Glenn's been fucking incredible. Ford Field is going to have a special feeling to it. If you're in Detroit, I hope you're going to the game. I hope you're at least going down to the city. If you're at the game, fucking enjoy it. Be loud. Soak it in, just like take a deep breath of how fucking cool it is to when Detroit, mind you, again, we're going to be five and seven. This win would put us at six and seven. When that game's kicking off, just realize the fucking epicness of how crammed that place is and the excitement in there for a team that's five and seven. That's how much this means to us. That's how badly we want it. The team's five and seven, and there is going to be a palpable feeling in the fucking air that is that doesn't happen everywhere it's a special thing in a special place i think this is the time we get it done dan campbell this team the franchise the new era i think this is the time we get it done and we take a step into the light 31 27 lions appreciate everybody listening hope you have a wonderful weekend um Go to a concert. Hang out. Get outside if it's not too cold. forget a lot of you are in Michigan. Go to a concert. Cadillac Lodge downtown, Campus Marshes. Hang out. Tell your parents you love them. I don't know. Watch a movie, everything, everywhere, all at once. Hope you have a wonderful time. Appreciate the support as always. Check out secondstring.com. We're doing a... Uh, I'm doing a different... For, I can't remember if I talked about this on Wednesday. A different Black Friday thing. So instead of a sale, I'm going to put... Designs to the past. I think I did explain this Designs to the past up for a short period. So check out the second anything you want for Christmas, you got to order before December 12th. Um, that's all I got. I will see you guys next week.